Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. You're listening to the BBM Global Network with 25 years in broadcast audio and video production. Our passionate team creates content and marketing for the world of Internet talk radio. If you've got a passion, come join us at BBMGlobalNetwork.com. The BBM Global Network. Your voice is now heard. Welcome to Finding Sanity in Co-Parenting with your host, Laura McMahon. Laura will help you regain your sanity by addressing the three most important areas of co-parenting, communications, scheduling, and finances. In addition, Laura brings her practical stepmom life experience each week and invites experts from the divorce and co-parenting professional ecosystem to share insights and answer listener questions. So please, welcome the host of Finding Sanity in Co-Parenting, Laura McMahon. We are live with Sanity in Co-Parenting by Kin Crew. I am Laura McMahon, and we are coming to you on this warm Monday night for a lot of us across the U.S. right now. Um, This week, I am speaking with Leslie Stubach. Leslie is a divorce coach who specializes in helping women through the divorce process from an emotional standpoint. After divorcing with two small children herself, Leslie understood the trials that people go through in the process and decided to turn her professional attention towards helping others. Her practice is called the D-Word Coach. So welcome, Leslie. It's really lovely to have you on. Thank you. It's great to be here. Uh, thanks for having me. You bet. I, I appreciate it. Cause we've been we've been trying for about uh, like a month to make this work, and the scheduling finally worked out. So I'm especially grateful to have you on the show tonight. <laughs> oh no, it's 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 fun, and it's um, definitely good to be here, and I'm excited to. I need to chat through, um, you know, the the topics that we have lined up for tonight. Thank you. Fabulous. So first of all, did I miss anything in your your intro that you'd like to include or mention before we start chatting? No, I think you covered everything. That's good. Okay, great. Well, so first of all, how long have you been doing this? I have been doing this for formally three years now. Um, and I say formally because I was coaching Laura before I even realized what coaching was really. Um, 
and and I say that in a in a sense of um, uh, after my divorce, I was you know I went through such an experience and so many challenges uh, and obstacles that after a period of time, once I got myself settled and um, you know got myself back on my feet. In talking with uh, friends and coworkers and acquaintances, they were actually referring their friends to me uh, who were maybe going through the same type of experience. And so I was uh, casually helping others and not even realizing that I was doing it, if that makes sense. It does make sense. I actually yeah. think that, you know, co the term coaching is still kind of relatively new in the grand scheme of things uh, in the professional world anyway. Sure. Um, so yeah. that, I mean, that makes perfect sense. And it also makes sense that it's something that you would come to organically. So I think that that probably speaks to your success in what you've been doing here. So um, I know that there's a couple of things that you and I have been chatting about that we definitely wanted to talk about. Uh, this is the last, we're in the last couple of days here um, for Gay Pride Month. And that's, so we have a couple specific topics lined up for a little bit later in the show that we wanted to hit, um, you know, hopefully we had been planning on doing those kind of earlier in the month, but it's still June. So <laughs> it still counts. <laughs> We're still on theme. Um, and then also just really talking about how to blend families because we've on the show, we've talked about, um, lots of different things around divorce, but we haven't ever focused on blending families um, and the specific issues that come up in a blended family. And so just to clarify, a blended family is usually when uh, two people who have previously been in relationships that resulted in children get together and each either bring their own or one person has them and then they add to it. Um, and so you have a group of kids who are not 100% biologically related to each other. And uh, that also means sometimes you have very, very different parenting styles. And if it's not approached and then handled in the right way for that relationship, then it can be really difficult. And that's probably putting it lightly, right? I mean, we talk about... <laughs> The fail rate of second marriages, and it's really pretty astonishing. Um, so, yeah, just kind of talking about um, some of the statistics around blended families, that that's, that's something that I know you focused on in the past. I wonder if you could expand on that a little bit. Yes, absolutely. And and you hit it on the head, Laura, when you had mentioned that, um, you know, some of the some of the data points that drive uh, some of the challenges with blending families being you know, different parenting styles and all of that, all of that contributes right to whether um, uh, whether a family is going to um, be a success story or if they're going to have to uh, examine things a little further. Um, so the statistics actually are just, in my mind, when I first heard them, in my opinion, I was, wow, I, I guess I didn't, I guess I didn't realize, um, but, you know, depending on each family's unique situation, of course, 
um, because, you know, the different dynamics play a part. Studies show that 60 to 70% of marriages involving children from a previous marriage fail. That just, I mean, just to say that, that uh, it's almost like you read that and you feel like, well, I'm going to fail. <laughs> right. You know, it's a really, it's a, it's a terrifying number. I, and I, you know, I'm in this business. I know those numbers. I've heard them before and I'm also a second wife. So it kind of, yeah. it kind of sends a little bit of a chill up your spine. Yes. And, and honestly, Laura, I'm, I'm, I'm reading it now and saying it and just recently divorced for the second time. And we were a blended family, but you know, it's just the different dynamics uh, around the situations. Um, but that, just to give it some perspective, this is twice the percentage of regular marriages that end in divorce, which sits around about 35%. So it's just, um, it, it's just one of those things not to, if you're considering blending families and you're really considering getting into a serious relationship and down the road, hope to remarry and you do have children or your partner has children, there are certain things that you're going to want to do to prepare and and to plan. Um, another statistic is 16% of children are living in a blended family, which as you defined as a household with a step-parent, step-sibling or half-sibling. Wow. I didn't realize it was that high, 16%. Yes. Wow. Okay. All right. So you kind of just gave us a little bit of a teaser there because I definitely do want to come back to some of the things that you want to think about if this is a a relationship that you're considering or maybe a relationship that you're already in that you feel like you need a little bit of a, a help or adjustment in. But right now we have to take a quick break. So when we come back, we'll be hitting, uh, all of those, uh, tips and facts and uh, hang in there. We'll be back in just a couple minutes. What if there were a super tiny device that could diagnose the brain and is smaller than a single human hair? What if you could see inside the brain to help an epilepsy patient during surgery or to help the fight against Parkinson's disease? Dr. Patricia Broderick is proud to announce the Broderick Probe, a biomedical and electronic breakthrough. Imagine a probe to help with the understanding and potential cure of brain-related diseases. To learn more, listen live to the Easy Sense Radio Show with host Dr. Broderick, Wednesdays, 7 p.m. Eastern on the Bold Brave Media Network and TuneIn Radio. And to help support the Broderick Foundation, please go to Easy sense.com and learn how with your help we can fight these horrific brain disorders that's easysense.com to learn more and help support the broderick foundation if you seek a courageous advocate prepared to champion your rights with consumer service agencies that support aging populations carol ann hamilton is the one for you Carol Ann is an elder care coach, author, and speaker with a quarter million hours lived experience successfully supporting unculpable aging parents. As a result of a challenging journey, Carol Ann revolutionizes how stressed out caregivers restore serenity to their worlds. She also brings over 25 years of change management expertise in Fortune 500 settings to catalyze urgent transformation within the elder care industry. 
Carol Ann is a popular speaker at conferences across North America. She has appeared via TV, radio, and print globally. Now you can tune in weekly to get a dose of her inspiration plus down-to-earth advice to cope with even the most difficult aging parents. Listen Wednesdays at 9 a.m. Eastern on Bold Brave Media and TuneIn Radio. We're back with Sanity in Co-Parenting by Kin Crew. I am Laura McMahon, and this evening I'm speaking with Leslie Stubach, who is a divorce coach focusing on helping women through the process of divorce and everything that goes with it. Um, Before the break, we were discussing blended families specifically. And uh, Leslie, you were just about to share some tips and things that you want to think about and consider before you get into a blended family situation and maybe something that you even want to consider once you're in it, if you feel like you're struggling. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and if you don't mind, Laura, if I could talk about some of the challenges first and then go into, um, you know, some of the, the planning based on some of those challenges, um, yeah, absolutely. that would be easier. Okay. Absolutely. Great. So again, depending on a particular situation and the different dynamics around the, the family dynamic, um, some common challenges that I see um, include, you know, first-time parenting, right? So you have a partner and they don't have kids of their own. And so you have a first-time parent that you're throwing into a step-parent <laughs> role. And parenthood is an experience in itself, <laughs> But um, then you throw the mix into trying to build a relationship with children that are not your own, and it's it's super difficult. I don't even know any other words to say. It's just it's just difficult. So, um, you know, then you have a situation in which the step parent may feel left out, uh, like they don't belong to the rest of the family. Um, especially if there's not children of their own. And so then trying to manage just, um, you know, the, the community and, and the um, involvement, that can be very difficult as well. Yes, it, we it, have it, those, are, those are all correct. And they really kind of, I feel that a lot myself personally from being a step-parent. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think that some of... Some of that is also like just a couple of things that come to mind because you mentioned community is I very specifically remember kind of early on in my step parenting career being on the sideline of a soccer game for my youngest step kid and uh, his dad was actually on the sideline of a completely different soccer game for a different kid. <laughs> and um, <laughs> just standing there and knowing that the parents were talking about me like 15 feet away. And so the, the community aspect of that was was really difficult. And so I just I feel like that's important to mention because it's not just the difficulties that you're having possibly in your own home of being thrown into that situation. Sure. It's, it's totally also the community perspective and how that makes you feel as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. There are external factors to consider. And so you, again, throw one more thing into the circle. 
and it just, it feels, it feels the fire. Um, and you almost have to take one piece at a time and work through and manage, um, you know, the individual pieces to the puzzle. And if you don't have the right tools and resources um, to be able to do that, it's just going to spiral. And I'm so sorry that you had to go through that. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's just, um, that's crazy. Um, and that's a crazy experience, but it, you know, it's definitely something um, that you, that you work through, but those things do happen. Absolutely. Um, inclusion is critical and it's not just critical for the step parent. Um, it's critical for the biological parents to have their children be included. Um, you know, a lot of times step parents want the attention of their spouse and the spouse is caught in the middle. And I don't know, Laura, if you've experienced this, but you know, there were times where my husband wanted the attention, but then at the same time, my kids wanted the attention and, and I was, I was the monkey in the middle. And that alone is very trying and just trying yeah, to manage. Through, it's through definitely that. a difficult balance because I mean, I, I feel very lucky in my, my own relationship, my husband and I managed to be on the same page frequently. And it, the adjustment there for us was going from, uh, I did, I wasn't tied down by anything. And then all of a sudden I had four stepkids and that's an enormous schedule change just by itself. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right. Uh, that's like, that's like a huge shift in attention, but, um, uh, one of the bigger pieces was the creation of new traditions while trying to respect the old traditions. And as a step parent, you're, that is a really awkward place to be because, uh, well, it just is. It, it I think it almost is self-explanatory. Mm -hmm. Yes, absolutely. We, we went through, um, the, the same experience and it's, it's again just balancing balancing everything out so balance balance is a key word I feel like when we're talking about um managing through a blended family um because it all takes balance and um you know going back to just even making time for your partner um and making separate time for the children and then having the family time, <laughs> um, a lot of time. <laughs> right, it is. And so, and uh, in the in a world where everyone feels like they don't have enough time for anything, it sounds like some people are going to go, okay, well, yes, that's really lovely to say, but how do you actually pull it off? So any tips for uh, designating that time yeah. and, and actually making it happen? Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Um, and it's all about, um, comes down to just time management, right? Um, dedicating time. And I know life is busy. Life is very busy, but you have to make the time and effort to separate out, um, you know, the one-on-one -on -one time with the kids and having date night. And it's literally, if you have to put it on a calendar and, and designate nights um, for family members, that's, that's what worked for us. 
Okay, great. Uh, we I know that this list is longer and we have a few more we need to get to, but we're going to yeah. go take another quick break. And when we come back, we will come back to the tips uh, for how to prioritize prior basically everything, hopefully the right way for your family uh, in a blended family situation. So hang in there. We'll be back in just a couple minutes. Tune into It's All About You with host Dr. Martha Latz, a lively weekly broadcast on BBM Global Network, one of the most empowering shows for time-starved, overscheduled multitaskers. The professional expertise of Dr. Latz is directly available live every Thursday at 1 p.m. to answer and address concerns about relationships, life transitions of career, meeting, dating, and committed relationships. It's All About You with Dr. Latz will expand your understanding of current and concerns across your relationships by broadening and expanding possible solutions in developing skills for mutually desired outcomes. Dr. Martha's expertise is as a licensed marriage and family therapist, life, transition coach, and all things to do with communication at work, home, and with friends. Check out her website at auniquetherapycenter.com. Dr. R.C. will share extraordinary resources and services that promote educational success as well as making a difference in the lives of all social workers as well as the lives of children, adolescents, and teens of today. She will have open discussions addressing many of the issues that we face about our youth and how being employed in the uniquely skilled profession of social work for over 18 years has taught invaluable lessons through her personal experiences. She will also provide real-life facts, examples, and personal stories that will confirm that why serving as a child advocate is extremely beneficial when addressing the needs of the whole child. Listen live to Dare to Soar, Saturdays, 10 a.m. Eastern, on the BBM Global Network. Network and tune in radio as Dr. RC will provide thought provoking information that will empower, encourage, and strengthen students, families, and communities across our nation. You can also visit her at soarwithkatie.com. I am Laura McMahon. This is Sanity in Co Parenting by Kin Crew, and we are coming to you live on the Bold Brave Media Network. This evening, I'm speaking with Leslie Stubach, who is a divorce coach, and we've been chatting about um, blended families and some of the complications of that and how to uh, hopefully make things better and easier by finding the right priorities. So, Leslie, what's the next tip? Because the, the first one is, sure. is great. Obviously, <laughs> use your calendars, people. Make it make it work. Yeah, that's it. You gotta you just have to find the time and you have to do it. Um, and, you know, th there's also some um, there could be some behaviors, you know, that could be a challenge. And so um, stepchildren may reject or ignore the step parent. Um, you know, children may feel uncomfortable around them. And the tip there um, is for step parents to take it slow. Um, don't rush into pushing a relationship uh, onto the stepchild and vice versa. You know, a stepchild shouldn't be pushing a relationship on the step parent. It, it has to be a mutual um, natural organic 
relationship that's built. And that doesn't happen overnight, just like any relationship that's happened over time. And yeah, it's that makes so a lot very of sense. important to let it, yeah, just let it happen. So on that note, kind of a question for you, people seem to get hung up a lot on labels um, and names of what should I, how should I refer to my step parent? What am I even, you know, we've been dating for three years, but we're not married. Can I call them my stepkids? Um, or mm-hmm. am I still the, because I'm still the girlfriend or the boyfriend? Does that, how does that work? So like, I, I think people get really hung up on the label piece any tips for how to approach that? Yeah, I mean, I recommend for families to talk it out. I mean, open the line of communication. I did that with my children when I um, when I remarried, and I asked them what they wanted to call us, and you know what they preferred for him to call them, and so we we talked about it openly, and. Um, that's probably the best, the best course of action is, and it includes them. It, it gives them a sense of what I was talking about before inclusion, right? Right. And it's very respectful. Have, it's a respectful way of approaching exact, it. Exactly. Exactly. Versus a step parent saying daughter or son, and then pushing the stepchild away, maybe even more. If there were right. already feelings of un, un, you know, unsettled feelings, right. Um, right? So it just gets everything out in the open, which is key. Yeah, love it. Yeah, right. And um, then don't forget that, and you had mentioned it too, Laura, that there is an aspect of co-parenting between the biological parent and their ex. And so sometimes a step parent may be caught in the middle or may um, feel like they have to take sides and talking poorly maybe about the um, biological, uh, I'm sorry, about the ex um, could also cause some challenges with the relationship. Um, It may actually, you know, go the opposite direction than what the step parent wishes. So, um, you know, always another dynamic co-parenting of course that's that's tough (laughs) yes of course it is we are here because it's tough that's that the title of the show sanity and co-parenting which kind of implies (laughs) that there is a layer of insanity when it comes to attempting to Uh, co-parent so I there's a there's another aspect of the blended family that we haven't really talked about yet which is step siblings and what, how to handle a situation where maybe the parents are doing great and they're all on the same page, but you have step siblings that are not getting along with each other and that starts to drive a wedge in the relationship. So any, any tips around that? I'm sure that it's, it's difficult to kind of just approach that because it's a little bit of a specific situation, has a specific solution kind of a thing, but it is, but the general, the general, like the, you know, the, the general, I don't want to say rule of thumb, but there, there is a recommendation for um, step siblings and, and half siblings. 
And, you know, that would be some sort of coaching or, you know, therapy or sitting down and having a family meeting. And again, communication is key. And there's a consistent trend or pattern through all of these situations. And it goes back to communication. If you're facing head on what some of the challenges are in bringing it to the surface, I feel like you could work through it. And um, it's been, you know, proven to work that when you're talking, you might need a little bit more help on a professional level, depending on the, the, the level of issues, um, more severe level of issues, uh, if there's fighting, um, physical, uh, what, whatever the case may be, you may need a little bit more professional help, either from a therapist or a coach. Um, but for the most part, I have seen great success in, you know, just sitting down early on, early on, once you start to see that there could be some, some personality conflicts or behavioral conflicts, you're sitting down and you're, you're bringing them to light, sweeping them under the rug and hoping that they're going to go away um, is not an effective approach. Yeah, that, you know, what's kind of interesting to what I think of when you say this is I know that I, in my family, I, I try to be a fixer. And if there's been an awkward moment or there's some tension or stress going on, I usually try to go in and have a conversation and get on the same page and, um, and, you know, quote unquote, fix the situation. But it seems like the best way of going about it is just making sure that everyone is feeling heard, right? If you're, and it doesn't, it, it can be one-on-one -on -one or it could be in a group. Um, but you, what you're saying is, you know, you can't, you can't just keep trying to do something if you're just beating your head against a wall. It actually needs to be a discussion where everybody feels like they're sufficiently heard. And it's funny that that seems so obvious when you say it, but it's a little bit more difficult to come around to when you're in the moment or the heat of the issue. Understood. Yeah, it's a, it's a hard discussion, but you're right. Um, yeah. You're absolutely correct. It's it's one of those tough discussions that no one wants to have, but it's it's the right thing to do to move forward. Great. Okay. Well, I certainly have some more questions for you. I'm looking forward to picking your brain further. We do have to go to another quick break, but when we come back, uh, we're going to be talking about some of the things you want to think about before you ever even get into these relationships in the first place. So hang in there. We'll be back in just a couple minutes. If you're a person caring for someone living with dementia, then this program is for you. It's designed for families and friends coping with the challenges of caregiving. The foundation of care, Susan Kohler believes, is communication. Innovative Dementia Care with Susan Kohler provides strategies to keep the lines of communication open between you and your loved one, increase quality interactions, decrease the burden of daily care for you, the caregiver. Join Susan, 11 a.m. Eastern, on the BBM Global Network. Susan and her guests will share techniques so you can facilitate your loved one's ability to safely follow your instructions, participate in daily activities, and express daily wants and desires. To learn positive solutions, creative ideas, and practical strategies that will build a healthy foundation of care.
We're back with Sanity and Co-Parenting by Kin Crew. I'm Laura McMahon, and this evening, Leslie Stubach and I are chatting about blended families, uh, amongst some other topics, and uh, we were just about to dive in, Leslie, to what you want to be thinking about if maybe you haven't entered into this relationship yet, but you've met somebody and they have kids and you have kids and the types of things that you want to think about going in so that it is successful in the long run. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Laura, thanks. Um, So acknowledging and accepting is, um, is key when you're going to be, when you're seriously dating someone and you're looking to take it to the next you know, level and moving forward in the relationship, going in with eyes wide open that there are going to be challenges, right? And if you are acknowledging and accepting that no matter what the challenge is, you're going to be able to work through it together um, and in a family-oriented manner, that it's so much easier, right? Because you go in with the perspective of opening the line of communication, discussing things with your partner first before um, moving in with each other. And there are certain um, certain things, certain items that you want to talk about before even considering moving in together. And um, some of those items would be, you know, what what role does the biological parent feel comfortable with the step parent being? What is the role of the step parent? That is um, something very important that you should discuss ahead of time. Uh, do you, you know, does the biological parent want the step parent to be a disciplinarian, a friend and supporter, a father figure? What what specifically? And then you know the step parent also gets to um, talk about what they want, what they envision the step-parent role to be. It's good to be on the same page. Um, Creating a list of family roles that you all can abide by is very important because it sets boundaries. And boundaries are important in these types of situations because if there's no boundaries, then there really is lack of respect and structure. So, you know, Um, it's uh, (laughs) another one of those differences between uh, maybe a, I'm going to, I'm going to do air quotes here, regular relationship. um, And one that includes a previous family is these, you know, you're in the beginning of your relationship and things are exciting and they should be. And these conversations are just not sexy. Uh, Yeah. But (laughs) however, (laughs) you know, maybe these are the types of things that you really should be sitting down in any type of new relationship and (laughs) whether it's sexy or not, set yourself up for success. So um, I, I do think that this is such a good idea. It's not, you know, it's not exciting. It's not um, something that anybody like is like, woo, really looking forward to that chat in a new relationship. But it is so important and makes such a big difference for expectations in the long run, right? It absolutely is. It's necessary. And it's funny that you mentioned that because I have clients that come to me and say, okay, I had the chat, but it caused an argument. So are we doomed? 
No, you're not doomed. <laughs> That's a healthy <laughs> That's a healthy conversation. You have to be aligned and you have to be on the same page. And um so it took a second conversation, you know, but they got there and and that's that's where you that's what you need to have, it's where you need to be. <laughs> right. Maybe it maybe it almost kind of forces a fast forward in the relationship a little bit um, to dealing with things that maybe wouldn't have come up as soon, but you're, you're kind of making it happen, but you also find out how each of you react and hopefully it can be in a productive way. And that can totally mean an argument. (laughs) Absolutely, Laura. And there were couples that at that point realized they're not, on the same page and they didn't know if they would ever be aligned. And so versus getting married and thinking you're going to spend the rest of your life with this person and he's going to be, you know, the, the, the one you're going to be with, right. It, it was, it was opposite. And they were, you know, they, 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 they found out then, right. Before it went, so um, far that they didn't know um, which direction to turn. So there's some benefits in having that conversation early on. Right. Productive either way. That's right. That's right. Okay. Yeah. All right. That um, makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And, and one last thing is just the kids in the, in the, you know, the, the stepchildren in this relationship they have their own, they have their own fears, they have their own feelings. And whether they're sharing them or not, um, you know, hopefully they, they would be sharing them, but we know children, right? And if they see that mom is happy with the, the stepfather, right, they're not going to share anything that could be potentially negative. So opening the line of communication, I know I keep reinforcing this, but it is so important. Um, that, you know, it's just, um, letting them know and reinforcing that the step parent is not a replacement. They're not a replacement to their, to their biological parent, the other parent. And I, as soon as that comes out, we see a little bit of calm and, uh, a little bit more focus on the children, from the children's perspective. And so I can't stress enough how important it is to just lay that out there for the children. Yeah, I think, I think that's a really great tip. And it's definitely one that we've talked about before um, on the show. And I know that when I kind of had my, my own interview night on the show a a few weeks ago, uh, I shared that in our family kind of the the catchphrase that just got used the most was I'm just another person on your team. You know, I, I'm not trying to be your mom because you have a mom and you love your mom and there's absolutely no reason in the world anyone could think of to replace them. Um, but I'm just another one. I'm just another person here who's, who's rooting for you and cheering you on and I've got your back. And so kind of changing it, this kind of goes back to what I was hinting to before. Um, about labels, but just, just making sure that they know I've got your back. Um, and I'm also not trying to take anybody's place. Super important. 
super important. I couldn't agree more. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah that's a great way of, of going about it. So um, we do need to go to another quick break. We'll be back in a couple of minutes. And when we do, Leslie, I have had some listener submissions uh, questions, listener submitted questions. Um, and I would love to pick your brain and get your reaction to a couple of those. So that's what we will be chatting about when we come back. So hang in there. Mike Zorick, a three-time California state champion in Greco-Roman wrestling at 114 pounds. Mike, blind since birth, was born in Hartford, Connecticut. He was a six-time national placer, including two seconds, two-thirds, and two-fourths. He also won the Veterans Folkstyle Wrestling twice at 152 pounds. In all these tournaments, he was the only blind competitor. Nancy Zorick, a creative spirit whose talents have taken her to the stage and into galleries and exhibitions in several states. Her father, a commercial artist who shared his instruments with his daughter and helped her fine-tune her natural abilities, influenced her decision to follow in his footsteps. Ms. Zorick has enjoyed a fruitful career doing what she loves. Listen Saturday mornings at 12 Eastern for The Nancy and Mike Show for heartwarming stories and interesting talk on the BBM Global Network. Author, radio show host, and coach John M. Hawkins reveals strategies to help gain perspective, build confidence, find clarity, achieve goals. John M. Hawkins' new book, Coached to Greatness, Unlock Your Full Potential with Limitless Growth, published by iUniverse. Hawkins reveals strategies to help readers accomplish more. He believes the book can coach them to greatness. Hawkins says that the best athletes get to the top of their sport with the help of coaches, mentors, and others. He shares guidance that helps readers reflect on what motivates them, rediscover and assess their core values, philosophies, and competencies, find settings that allow them to be the most productive, and track their progress towards accomplishing goals. Listen to John Hawkins' My Strategy, Saturdays, 1 p.m. Eastern, on the BBM Global Network and TuneIn Radio. We're back with Sanity and Co-Parenting. My name is Laura McMahon, and I am speaking with Leslie Stubach this evening. We've been chatting about blended families and do's and don'ts and what works and what can be a mess. Uh, and so now, Leslie, I have a couple listener-submitted questions that I would love to run past you. And the number one question is... Um, I'm just I'm just going to read it exactly how they they wrote it to us, which is, um, hello, how do you help a child who just found out that their dad got engaged? He didn't talk to him about it, just told him days afterwards. My son doesn't like the significant other that my ex is with or has a bond or relationship with them. It's only been six months, too. Thanks. So this is <laughs> this is pretty much on theme with what we were just chatting about, but from a slightly different perspective. And it kind of sounds like this parent uh, really wants to do the right thing by everyone in the situation. Um, but is it a bit of a loss of how to support everybody at the same time? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Laura. So, I mean, this is, this is a difficult situation. However, um, you know, there are two 
to, um, you know, parents trying to, um, to co-parent, right? So in the co-parenting relationship, if there's effective co-parenting and um, the, the parents are communicating and wanting to, um, you know, to, to do right uh, by the child, then just have a conversation maybe, um, you know, without breaking the, um, the child's confidence in, in the mom, maybe just seeing if the, the father can sit down and, and just open that line of communication up. Um, you know, creating the safe space is, is important. Um, create the safe space for the son. And as long as he can express his feelings, whether, you know, he's bitter or angry or sad, um, the, the mom seems to be definitely wanting to help him through the process. And, um, you know, it would be probably ideal if the, if the father could talk with the son um, through it as well. But as long as the mother is in control and helping to manage, um, you know, we can only do what's in our control and we can't control what our ex is doing. Um, nor do we want to. So we can help our children by listening to them and helping them through it. And maybe suggesting that, you know, the, the, the new wife um, or fiance spends some one-on-one -on -one time with the child and starts to maybe bond. So maybe just putting it out there as a suggestion could maybe um, push forward or uh, building a relationship between the two. Right. I, I would definitely agree with that. I would say, um, first of all, I kind of wish I knew the age of the child because I think that there are diff there may be a few different age appropriate responses to this, but it also strikes Agreed. me that uh, this is an opportunity to either start down a road of a bad parent alienation situation um, if it's mm -hmm. handled badly by the parent by the, the speaking parent in this question um, or, or to really kind of open up and make sure that the kid understands that there's a decent relationship between the parents, even though they're not together anymore. And um, you know, family's still family and we can still be supportive even if we're not super excited about every decision that everybody makes all the time. Um, so it, a slippery slope, certainly with the parent alienation, but I love that this person is actually reaching out and asking the question in the first place, because that makes me hope <laughs> that they're really trying to do the right thing by everybody. Um, but it, you know, in this situation, I think it's so difficult not to respond prematurely from a moment of maybe personal bitterness if if that's there um and create an issue that doesn't need to be as big as as it necessarily could be so that's sure. absolutely yeah. yeah all right um we have another question here um i need some advice my son came out to me as trans a month ago but not to his dad he wasn't ready to tell him and i respected that Last night, he asked me for a skirt, and I said, okay. He has two siblings, age 10 and 8, and I told him that he needed to tell his dad before he can start making changes. 
that's fair, right? I'm trying to balance respecting my son's comfort level, but I don't think it's right to surprise his dad. Help. So this is, this kind of goes back a little bit. We mentioned in the beginning, you know, we're trying to um, give a nod to Gay Pride Month. And there's been a lot of conversations lately I've seen in the forums that I'm in about how to handle uh, kids either coming out as gay or trans to one parent or even a step parent and not their biological father. So, yeah, I would love your input on this one because it definitely looks like a bit of a pickle to me. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, definitely um, kudos to um, the son for for coming out to his mom. And and I understand um, that, you know, he might be nervous to talk to dad um, or not realizing how to do it. So the approach, the approach is is huge, right? And, And again, depending on the age, um, you know, the, the age of, um, the son just encouraging um her son to talk to his dad and if he is truly positive that he wants to come out that that's something that I would consider first off is this being that he came out to his mom um is he a hundred percent sure knowing that this might be a little bit conflictive if he goes to talk to dad um if he isn't sure then there are certainly steps that he can take to, um, you know, work through his inner self to make sure that this is, you know, definitely confirmed and, and something that he is, he wants to do. Um, and then, you know, there's, there's also resources um, that can help through the process. If he goes to see his, um, his, primary care physician, they have resources and some um, advice on how to do it. And there's individuals who even support to sit down um, and talk with family and friends when uh, an individual wants to come out. So in this, in this situation, it's kind of just being support your kid, provide them the resources available, but still encourage them in the direction of being open and honest with everybody, right? That's absolutely right. Yep. Okay. And if great. Um, so uh, sorry, I don't want to. I don't want to stop you. It's such good stuff, and we do have to go to another quick break. Um, and when we come back, I want to ask you about your book, and uh, we'll also kind of be wrapping up the hour. So hang in there. We'll be back in just a couple minutes. Are you struggling to care for elderly parents or a spouse? Do you wonder if being a caregiver is making you sick? Are you worried about taking time off work to care for elderly parents and balance work, life, and caregiving? Has caregiving become exhausting and emotionally draining? Are you an aging adult who wants to remain independent, but you're not sure how? I'm Pamela D. Wilson. Join me for the Caring Generation radio show for caregivers and aging adults, Wednesday evenings, 6 Pacific, 7 Mountain, 8 Central, and 9 Eastern, where I answer these questions and share tips for managing stress, family relationships, health, well-being, and more. Podcasts and transcripts of the Caring Generation are on my website, PamelaDWilson.com, plus my caregiving library, online caregiver support programs and programs for corporations interested in supporting working caregivers help hope and support for caregivers is here on the caring generation and pamela
According to the American Nurses Association, there are approximately three and a half to four million nurses in the United States. So where do all these nurses work? What kind of roles do they have? What kind of education and training help to prepare them for so many different settings? What kind of impact do nurses have on patient outcomes? The World Health Organization has announced that 2020 will be the year of the nurse, honoring the 200th birth anniversary of Florence Nightingale. An international initiative called Nursing Now is underway to raise the profile of nursing. The National Academy of Medicine has convened a committee to create the future of nursing 2020 to 2030 that will focus on how the nursing profession can create a culture of health, reduce health disparities, and improve the health and well-being of the U.S. population. Learn more and join Joyce Batchelor on All About Nursing, Wednesdays from 7 to 8 p.m. Central Standard Time on the BBM Global Network. We're back with Sanity and Co-Parenting. I'm Laura McMahon, and this hour I've been speaking with Leslie Stubach, who is a divorce coach, focusing on helping women through the process of divorce before, after, during. Um, And Leslie, Mm -hmm. you have written a book, and I would love it if you could just give us a quick summary of, of the book and where we can find it. Absolutely. Yep. The the book is called The Dreaded D Word, and it's a woman's perspective on divorce and ending relationships. And Laura, it's an interactive workbook, and it takes an individual through um, the initial, should I stay or should I go, um, into the separation process and, you know, takes them through different exercises and assessments as to whether or not um, they they should stay in a marriage or um, you know move forward with the separation and divorce process, so there's uh, again exercises, assessments, and it it touches on everything from um, you know where will I live to finances uh, and everything in between when someone is going through this process. There's a, a lot of moving parts. Um, to every step in the process, and um, it's a it's a nice interactive workbook and guide uh, to help someone who's going through it. Okay, great. It, and where where can we it, find that? Yep, it's available on Amazon, uh, also on my website, which is dwordcoach.com, as well as Barnes and Noble. Okay, fantastic. So we'll, we'll definitely have a link to that on our website, which is kincrew.io, and that is K-I-N-C-R-E-W dot I-O. And uh, I encourage everyone to go check out um, our site. You can see all of the past episodes and little bios about everyone who's been on and all of the resources that they've mentioned, including um, a few authors. And actually, I think that you're our second interactive uh, book author, with, but in a completely different genre than um, than the other one that that we had. So that's that's really great. So we're um, you know we're really accumulating quite a list of resources at this point. So I really encourage everyone to go and check out the site. So again, K-I-N-C-R-E-W.io, kincrew.io. And uh, so next week we'll be, we'll be taking a week off for the 4th of July holiday. And then when we come back, I will be speaking to Mary T. Kelly, who is um, 
also a coach, but she focuses strictly on step family um, and step mom dynamics. And she is she is a straight talker. So that will be definitely a, a great episode for anybody. Um, I encourage everyone, not just step parents, to listen into that type of information because it really gives you a perspective on a lot of the modern families that exist these days. And a lot of that is stuff that we've we've touched on tonight as well. So thank you so much, Leslie, for coming on. I really, really appreciate your time and all of your perspectives on all of this. Oh, thank you so much for having me. You bet. I <laughs> I appreciate you working around our crazy schedule and, and finally making it work. But uh, we got there and it was definitely a fun hour with you. So thank you so much. It was a great time. Thanks, Laura. I appreciate it. Okay, great. We will be back in a couple weeks with Kin Crew, Sanity, and Co-Parenting. We will see you then. This has been Finding Sanity in Co-Parenting with host Laura McMahon. Listen each week as Laura helps you eliminate potential conflicts by giving you the tools and knowledge to reduce stress and focus on what's best for you and your child's well-being. So tune in each week and become a better co-parent with Laura McMahon's Finding Sanity in Co-Parenting. You've been listening to the BBM Global Network. The ideas, views, and opinions of this broadcast are those of the participants of the program and are not necessarily the ideas, views, and opinions of the BBM Global Network Company. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.